Hello and welcome to the Talk Archery Podcast. If you have any comments, questions, or if you would like to suggest a person or topic for a future episode, then please email talkarchery600 at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss the next episode. Today, I'm talking to three archers from the University of Huddersfield Archery Club. We chat about the benefits of joining the archery club for university students, which include the camaraderie, the social life, and of course, the ups and downs of learning archery. The University of Huddersfield's Archery Club, or UHAC, was started way back in 2007. UHAC competes in the North of England University Archery League called Newell, as well as the National League for All University Sports called Books, which stands for the British University and College Sports. The University of Huddersfield has strong ties with Bradford University, and they compete each year in an all-against-all event called Varsity. Famous names associated with the university include Sir Patrick Stewart, who served as Chancellor for 11 years, and Jean-Jacques Benel, the bass player from the Stranglers. Okay, let's introduce you to our guests. On my left is Jake. Jake is a final year undergraduate biomedicine student and is the club's vice captain. Next, we have Kezia. Kezia is a third year undergraduate drama student and is also the club's equalities and welfare officer. Finally, on my right, we have Owen. Owen is a third year undergraduate forensic and analytical science student and Owen is the club's records officer as well as their social secretary. So Jake, hello. Hello, I'm Jake, yes, vice captain, God help us. Um, yeah, shooting for like six years, like I said, first experience was at a little um, give it a go session when I was about eight uh, in Glenliffin Park in Wales, if anybody knows Glenliffin in Wales. It was a little give it a go session, gave it a go, loved it. And then when it came back to Yorkshire, everywhere was way too expensive um, to learn how to shoot archery. They wanted like 50, 60 odd quid a month. So just gave it up and then started at Bradford, start, uh, did my beginner's course at Bradford and then transferred to Huddersfield, joined the club and haven't looked back since. Excellent. Kezia, hello. Hello. Uh, as we know, I'm Kezia. I'm the equalities officer. And like we said, I did start doing archery in middle school. It was a little after school thing run by our IT teacher. But then once he left, I couldn't find anywhere to carry it on until coming here to Huddersfield. And now I'm very happy because I get to shoot all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Owen. I am the club's records officer and unofficial social sec, I guess. Uh, yeah, I did archery on and off with scouts just like every few months or so, like summer camp, sort of just very basic sessions. And then when I came to university, I saw the club existed and joined. Lovely. And I'm not the first person to get your name wrong. No, many apologies. Wrong all the time. You spelt it properly, maybe. <coughs> Blame my parents, not me. Um, so standing in the background, we also have um, Philip Taylor, who, because he's been on a previous podcast and will no doubt be on more, he's just at hand should these three break down and need some information. Yeah, that's... It's quite likely, it's quite likely that we will break down at some point. Okay, I've got a list of questions that are not too penetrating. Let's see what we can get out of you. Could you tell us how and why you first picked up a bow? and started doing archery. And you can jump in whenever you like. So yeah, no, like I said in the introduction, it was uh, when I was on holiday in Wales, about aged eight or nine, at Glenliffin Park, and it was always something like, you know, you watch Lord of the Rings and you think, oh, you see Legolas going down the stairs on that shield, shooting all the orcs, and you're like, oh, I want to do that. And then apparently that's against health and safety regulations. <laughs> um, but no, so it just gave it a go. You know, they had different types of bows. Um, I couldn't tell you which ones because it was that long ago, but presumably they definitely had a long bow and I did not do well at that. But the other, the, the recurve style bow that they had, I was all right at. And then that really got me really interested like in doing archery as a sport. But then everywhere was just so expensive up round where I was. I was in Leeds at the time and everywhere round in Leeds was just so expensive for any sport. You know. No, I was shocked at the price that he said. I think RCA is undercutting themselves. £50 a month. Yeah. So, yeah, just very expensive. And then... Now, I've seen pictures of Huddersfield. You've got quite a nice outdoor section, haven't you? Yes. So we have the Valley Bowman that up in Meltham that we, ha that we have some sort of agreement with to shoot over summer. 
So when Phil's not around, you could easily set up a skateboard and someone pull you across and all you shoot down. Oh, that's a good point. We could do, <laughs> don't we? We have to do that. We just have to make sure that Phil doesn't come. You say you could do, but you struggle to stand. You sh- you struggle to shoot when you're standing still. That is but true. But the thing is, he does actually shoot better on a skateboard, yes. so it might work. And we do, yeah, we did a coaching course um, at the start of the month. Start of sep- start of the month. It's October. <laughs> start of September, and it was at NFP Archery um, just outside of Huddersfield. <clears throat> Excuse me. And they had like these things to do where how how you would you overcome for archers with disabilities. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they had was a skateboard that had the wheels taped in place, but so it wouldn't move forwards or backwards, but it still would move like side to side. So you had to balance yourself. And it, and when I was on it, it's the best grouping I've ever got doing archery. Like the grouping was spectacularly close. I've never done grouping that good since or before. So yeah, I do. Better archery when I'm on a skateboard. So I think that's the thing. We'll have to see if I can get that past archery GB regulations. So skateboard or shopping trolley. I can, or I can see he's you know, slumped into a shopping trolley. Yeah. yeah. On one of those weird balance things that they have in like gyms that no one ever uses. Oh, yeah. Oh, like those weird space hopper things. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Go on, Kezia. Uh, like I said, I started archery in middle school. I'd never really like seen a lot of it on TV. I never really got on with Lord of the Rings until I was a bit older and wiser. Um, I just thought, because I was awful at sports anyway, and like that's sort of rough at school because everyone takes it far too seriously. And I just thought, ah, that's a thing I could do. I don't have to move around too much for that. I can stand still. And I just absolutely fell in love with it. I wasn't very good <laughs> for quite a long time, but it, it just felt really nice to be able to do something and not feel like... Everyone was just getting annoyed at me because I was too slow or I couldn't catch a ball. And yeah, I just had a great time with it. Cool. Take it away. Uh, so, yeah, I mentioned I uh, first did archery with scouts. I joined year seven, so I would have been 12 or 13, initially with South Normanton Scouts, which is sort of where I'm from, down Derby Way. And yeah, it was just sort of every month or so we had, like, we owned our own campsite. So we had outdoor space to go to and just set up a range and one of our Scout leaders just had a bunch of bows. They would set up and let us shoot. It was quite fun. So do any of you do any other sports? I, I, I used to do fencing when I was in college. Of course you did. Yeah, which surprises nobody. Um, but that is just too late. Like, they have fencing at the university, but it just finishes too late on a, on a day, and we already have late finishes for archery for our beginners course. So I think if I stayed at 10 o'clock at night, more days than once a week, I'd, I'd just be some sort of zombie in the morning. I practice human and I do rapier as one of my swords, mm. but it's not like epee or anything. Yeah, it was exactly. it Olympic face fencing? Yeah. Do Lord of the Rings marathons count as a sport? Because it's <laughs> called a marathon. Because if so, then yes, I'm amazing at sports. Who do, do you play a role in Lord of the Rings? Sorry? Do you pick a character and play a role? Or? Oh, oh, no, I mean watching Gollum. The... Oh, watching it? <laughs> yeah. I do, I do love Gollum. He, he is my favourite. I think he's great fun. Okay. Um, so what is it you enjoy most about archery? I think the fact that anybody can do it. You don't have to be like a going to the gym five times a week. Coordinated, strong. Yeah, you, can, you know, anybody can do archery. And I think that's that's the great thing about it is that, you know, anybody can do it. So there's there's no barriers to archery that, that we can think of. Um, any barriers we can overcome very easily, you know, as a, as a sport. And it's just one of those... Great things that because anybody can do it, you meet a whole host of different types of people. Like you do other sports and you, you just meet the types of people that would do that sport. So, you know, you, you'd, you'd join men's football and it would just be the type that, that go and watch football matches and have dodgy microwave pies and pints, you know, at the on, on match days. There's nothing wrong with that. No, there's nothing. Except except football, I can't stand football myself. No, there's no. I used to work for Huddersfield Town. God help me. Um, (laughs) Selling their programs on match days, but yeah, it's just one of those great things that anybody can do it. So uh, I feel the same because I'm a disabled person. I've never been very good at sports. It's always just been a bit miserable. I I would just not show up to PE all through upper school, and so when I got the opportunity to come back to archery and do it again. It just felt so nice to be a part of something and have like that team in a sport that I could actually take part in and feel good about and feel proud of myself for doing well. Did you have a, t- a competitive gene in there? A little it, bit, it, it yeah. It brought it out, but middle yeah. school couldn't. No, I mean, I, I'm one of those people where I will try and turn anything into a friendly competition. Um, I usually lose, but it's just great fun anyway. So I, I just love the sort of team 
bonds that we have, I feel like we all get on pretty well most of the time. Can't stand them. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I feel like I'm just going to be a bit of a parrot, but yeah, it's the same thing. It's anybody can get into it. It's one of those sports that's easy to get into, but difficult to master, I would say. And then, yeah, I think just the good vibes. I've got a question about mastering later, so I won't jump in now. Okay. But we'll let you answer the next question first. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) So, as a student, do you find that archery helps you to wind down, relax, or does it stress you out? (laughs) (laughs) That squeeze. (laughs) No, it is is something that helps me relax. Like, in the last few weeks, starting final year, I've obviously had deadlines and, like, project work going on, so... I've not necessarily had time to shoot on a Sunday like I normally do, especially doing the beginner's course on the Wednesday as well. But it has been week, a few weeks where I've just come down and sat in the hall and done uni work because I play music when we shoot, so I just sit and DJ and sit and do work. And it does just help me relax, even not doing actual shooting. Yeah. So is there other things going on at the university, booking the hall, so you've not got... 24-hour access or anything like that. Yeah, there's lots of other different sports clubs as well that have to use the same hall. And they just get in the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and overrun. I know. And overrun a lot. Yeah. So it's like it's the buck system at the minute and they've got all sorts of bookings and they always say to us, because I always double-check, oh, how long is this match? So like it's, we've got netball uh, match before us this Wednesday. And they're like, oh, no, it won't overrun. And I can guarantee you it will. It always does. It always does overrun. You know, although probably not as much as the basketball did. Oh no, God, that, that was, was a nightmare. That was like three weeks ago, basketball, mm-hmm. and we have it booked from seven till ten on a Wednesday night, and we didn't get started setting up until half seven because they overran that much. I I was held back from running onto the basketball match and piercing their ball with one of our arrows. <laughs> Apparently, that's not allowed. Yeah, not with an expensive arrow as well. No. So, do you find it relaxing? I do definitely because. When I'm doing archery, like, I am just focusing on, you know, all the things you need to focus on for archery, keeping your posture right, sorting out your aim. And it just really helps me wind down and forget any other stresses that are going on. I'm so looking forward to our six-hour shoot on Sunday. I'm, I'm just not going to stop. <laughs> I'm going to keep going until I can't feel my arms anymore. Sunday being tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. We have... Um, so there's usually a, a netball league before us on a Sunday morning, but because it's half-term... As we're recording this, I don't know when this is going to go out, but at, ages it takes me ages to edit them. That's, so as it's half term at the minute, so they don't. Ha- so the netball league isn't there on tomorrow. So we have the sports hall for the whole day. So we've got a shoot from nine till four, which is going to be great fun. Is there going to be prizes? Oh yeah, definitely. It's Halloween as well, so people are dressing up. Yeah. Oh, they're all mostly Kit because it's my responsibility to buy the prizes. Yeah. And I, I haven't yet. I'll have to pick some up on Tesco on the way. Kit Kats. Yeah, Kit Kats. It's all you need. Let's get some Kit Kats. They really like Kit Kats. We, we do, do like Kit Kats. Kit Kats are a bit of a meme in the club. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why? What, what is the meme? I just used to keep bringing them because um, when we were up at Valley, uh, Bowman, I used to have to come in Toddsfield an hour early to get the lift up because of train times between Halifax and Huddersfield. I could go on a tangent about that. I'm not going to. Um, but I always used to go to the B&M bargains that we have and they used to have like a massive 28 pack of Kit Kats for like for £2. So, I mean, it's a bargain. I used to buy them and then just dish them out to everybody up at the when we were shooting. We'd like to enforce a rule or encourage a rule that when you are shooting outdoors, you make a, you have a sip of a drink every mm. six hours and you nibble every dozen. That part of the rule we've managed to enforce in them quite well. The second bit about the the bits that you are sipping and nibbling need to be healthy <laughs> kind of get lost in the in the mix. As long as it's something, it's better yeah, than nothing. Yeah. Exactly. Mm, we'll have a chat about that. <laughs> cup, of, cup of sugary tea and a Kit Kat that you don't get. No. <laughs> University students healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Come on. Family. University <laughs> students are mature enough. I've also seen pictures of this place where you go, the restaurant. That gives Rubar. you food Rubar. and drink. We love them so we much. Rubar. Can we give them a shout out? Go on, who are they? Rhubarb Bar and Cafe Huddersfield. Um, they're on Queensgate. Uh, the best food in Huddersfield you are genuinely ever going to get. And the best cocktails. <laughs> and the loveliest stuff. And the loveliest they, stuff. They are all so kind. And who, who's the manager? Who do you speak to? Or did, is it just uh, anyone in general? Uh, so the person that we message on Instagram is called Hannah, I think. 
who who deals with us deals with us. That sounds <laughs> that sounds a no, bit wrong. That's accurate. That, yeah, it is accurate. They do deal yeah. with us, but we we tell them how many people are coming, and they prepare us free food as long as we buy a drink on a Sunday. And the food is always delicious. And we never know what it's going to be. It's always a surprise because the the chefs like to sort of try out new things, just whatever they feel like on the day. Yeah, the chicken and stuffing pizza that they did for us one time was very nice. I'm so sad that's not on the menu and I can't order it every day. Yeah. I'm getting a real picture of you. I mean, before coming here, you all went to McDonald's. (laughs) Your your bodies are temples. Oh, yes. Yes. We have Archer's bodies. (laughs) So, do you find it, Jake? Do you find it relaxing? I I do, yes. Um, I keep asking whether we can print photos of lecturers out that annoy me and stick them on the target <laughs> face. No, but I keep I keep getting told no, and he never provides a good reason. He just says no. Um, but you know, I do. <laughs> Philip won't be around forever. Exactly. <laughs> you are vice captain. I am vice. Exactly. I am the vice captain. Pull rank. Pull rank. <laughs> I'm the only person you can't overrule. Yeah, and you still let me get away with all sorts. <laughs> um, but no, I do find it very relaxing. It's, it's nice. It's one of those. It's sort of a methodical, you know, a repetition. It just it just relaxes you. You know, you go through the whole thing, the shooting, get the arrow out, shoot. I hope you hit the target. Don't cry too much when you miss. Um, just one of those things, but it is very relaxing. I do enjoy it. There's also just something about the noise the of noise. an arrow hitting a boss. Yeah, the noise, especially mine. Instant like, serotonin. Yeah. It's when you get in that zen moment in it and the knock clicks and everything. And you... mm. Yeah. So have you all got good scores? Is that is this, should I, should I ask this? Yeah. I do the best I can. <laughs> I think my PB for a Portsmouth is like 372 or something, so... Yeah, you've not Middle got good scores. <laughs> <laughs> Middle of the road. We 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 had one shoot in September. We were doing a oh what what shoot were we doing? I scored like nine. I think it was it was the first time you'd ever done a Portsmouth. <laughs> it was. I scored nine. You still did better than somebody whose name we won't mention. Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody here. Nobody I was going to say you podcast. all looked at film. <laughs> oh, because they they all know what I was thinking. Yes. No, part of the problem, we've talked about this on other podcasts, but part of the problem with being a coach is that you give up all of the time that you should be spending shooting and practising for yourself to help other people. Mm. And it's great to see them do well, but then to pick up a bow and go, I can't remember how this works. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I did a demonstration a couple uh, last week because um, we, we moved the beginners onto recurve and I did a demonstration and shot four hours and two of them didn't hit the target because I'd not shot in about a month. So are you all recurve? Uh, no. no. <laughs> so going, what type of bow is he? Um, so I, I dot back and forth between the two, a primarily bare bow, but I'm doing some sort of November challenge fully recurved and what are you doing phil you're doing you're doing uh, the november challenge fully barebow aren't you phil yes I've we're agreed. swapping we're swapping disciplines we we as coaches had a sit down meeting we realized that bow style we know less about is the one we shoot less so we decided between us that we would for, for what we're going to call the november challenges we're going to shoot at portsmouth and we're going to use the rombo style uh, I, again, I don't know what the prizes are going to be, but there's going to be a prize of some kind. I shoot pretty much exclusively barebow. Once we get onto recurve, it's just too much to try and do because I'm dyspraxic and trying to figure out sights when you can't control your hands properly is just a nightmare. It gets me too stressed. And you don't want archery to stress you out? No, I want, I want to just chill out and do my thing. Uh, I'm a recurve archer. I thought you were going to say something complicated. Like, <laughs> no. Compound or... No. Mongolian longbow. <laughs> I ride a horse. <laughs> we do have somebody who does horse bow. Yeah, we we have uh, an archer who shoots Korean horse bow. Uh, I don't think she's a horse rider, I, although knowing her, she might be. She, she might be. She does all sorts. It's it's quite common, in because we've got one at RCA that does it. Yeah, Georgie Roberts. Yeah, she rides horseback. She started riding horseback first and knew she wanted to do archery, so did a beginner's course, picked up a horse bow, and now shoots. She can shoot 12 arrows faster than I can shoot two. Is that allowed at competitions, like an indoor Portsmouth? I don't think she can. Just, just, just bring your horse. A, rock up on a horse. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I don't know if the rules of shooting explicitly <laughs> say, no, you can't bring a horse. Yeah, it's one of those, it's a grey area for the rules of shooting. <laughs> if they don't straight up say you can't, then we have to assume you Exactly. Perhaps it's like, for it's like technically for indoor shoots, you can wear backless slippers, can't you? Because <laughs> the only thing in the rules of shooting is that your toes have to be covered. Let's not give them it doesn't say any, It doesn't say anything about the back of your foot, as long as your toes are covered so this is a regular conversation that we have the backless slippers steel cap slippers (laughs) (laughs) so okay you're doing this marathon tomorrow he's already mentioned that you're dressing up are you wearing backless slippers (laughs) i might do actually get get some get some halloween themed backless slippers and what's the rest of the ensemble mad scientist so he's not dressing up not dressing up pretty much pretty much standard fair okay let's move on because we digress 
Which is good. We do that a lot. <laughs> we do that a lot, yeah. Um, quick one. Who's the best archer out of the three of you? I know Phil's quite good. Yeah, Phil, definitely. <laughs> but you out three. Of three of us. Rivalry. Come on, Kazia, get that Gino. I know that it's not me. <laughs> Going purely off Portsmouth scores for, from the records officer, it would be me. But yes, of course you can say that. What, no, <laughs> I can show you the records. <laughs> no, because because Owen has the best Portsmouth score of the three of us. But there's also yeah, the fact that we that that the only oh no, I have shot a Portsmouth recurve, but but I am primarily Bebo. Yeah, so. It would depend. We'd have to swap. You should do the November challenge. I am going to. Yeah. Uh, and we'll get back to you on that one after the end of November. <laughs> <laughs> Send us an email. I'll, yeah. I'll add it to the podcast. Yeah. So when you do, when you compete against the other universities, what, what is it you do then? What's, uh, what, is it Portsmouth? We're all looking at yeah. Philip here. <laughs> We're all looking for, Phil just tells us to turn up and shoot. And shoot that way. Shoot that way. Shoot X amount Figure of arrows. Figure out what we're doing on the day. Yeah. As long as we know how many arrows to bring. Yeah. That's Kit Kat some food later. Yeah, yes. exactly. The majority of the shoots that we take part in at the university level are with Newall, the North of England University Archery League. Are you going to subtly plug them? <laughs> well, not yeah. so subtly. Well, this year I'm the tournament officer for Newall uh, because they were really struggling to get people to do the roles. So I've stepped up to help them with that. In previous years, we've done a system where three clubs, uh, archers, meet at one venue and do a Portsmouth, and they get scores, points between them, and then they're submitted to the league. Uh, we've realised that regionally, if you have one club that's really, really very good and two clubs surrounding that are not so good, they end up just going to each other, and then we always know who's going to get all the points. So we're changing the lead structure this year. And I did have a conversation with you about it a couple of months ago, but nobody listened. Did you? Yes. <laughs> when? Yes. Uh, so the new structure that they're going to do is we're going to have three regions of uh, the north of England. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I remember now. Brain finally kicks in. And we're going to play in a structure that's more all against all. So even if you're not physically in the same building, you're still shooting against the rest of New World for that period. And I think it's likely to be once a month, once we get venues... Uh, because at the moment, a lot of uh, venues have been requisitioned as COVID testing centres or for other purposes. So we're, we're struggling to find venues that will hold enough people at the moment. But once we get there, it's a Portsmouth. It's 60 arrows uh, shot in threes, ideally. Uh, and it's either somebody else does the scoring, so you never score your own arrows, or they do double scoring. However, double scoring can be a nightmare if people... Uh, mess it up so we usually just do one person and passing the scoreboard around so you never score yeah. on arrows do you just quickly tell us a little bit more about new Orleans? is who how many universities get involved this year there are 18 universities involved in new i'm not sure if all of them have confirmed that they're still taking part i'll have to go back to you on that one and do you university yeah. clubs know of new Orleans? they can yeah all university clubs should have a, a vague awareness of new Orleans. there is a, a uk advisory body for archery called UKSAA, which is UK Student Archery Association. And it's just a website, that's all it is. It's a website that lists all the information about UK student archery that goes on. And most students should be aware of it. Probably used it to locate a club, probably used it to look up scores of the league, uh, because there's, a, there's, a, there's an even bigger league that runs throughout the entire country that we also take part in, but that's a postal league. And, Jake has something to tell you about that. Oh, is that, the, is that the one where I came first, even though I was the only one to <laughs> yes. be in that category? You've got to be in it to win it. I've got it. to be in it to win it, You yeah. were in it and you won it. I was in it what and I won it, yeah. Best male experienced barebow archer in universities. It's supposed Biggest to be... Biggest handicap you've ever seen. Well, it's supposed <laughs> to be right on handicap, but I didn't know a handicap of 230 was possible. <laughs> yeah, but, so. so that's what confuses you, because my handicap is usually about the 70 mark. Yeah. So we'll have to work out how they figured that one out. I don't know how they came up with that score, but I thought it was still funny. Oh, it was, oh it's definitely still funny. Thank Congratulations. You. Thank you very much. You won something. All right, finally. <laughs> but it wasn't a Kit Kat, no. so it wasn't worth it. <clears throat> no, no, it was not worth it. Right, what I'm going to do now, because our listeners might might be uh, wondering who Philip is, because I didn't introduce him, because I didn't realise he was going to play such a, a prominent role. Neither did he. <laughs> <laughs> If, if our listeners go back to podcast number two, you'll see uh, the coaches and you'll see the father and son team, that is the Taylors, and Philip is Philip Taylor. And on the, <laughs> on the image to that podcast, he's wearing his blue Huddersfield University top. Yes, that was when we did our Huddersfield University versus Rochdale Company of Archers shoot, which was great fun. But that was before was that all of your times. Yes. 
wasn't that long ago. It was before summer, so... (laughs) No, the one before last. Oh, okay. That was when we were indoors. Okay, yeah, maybe that was a little while We were supposed to do an American, but then the heavens opened, so we did a Worcester. Okay, right, let's move on. I was going to say, one of the questions was, can you you tell us about UHAC? I think you've told us quite a bit there, haven't you? So should we skip that one? All just a big happy family that love Kit Kats. Yes. (laughs) That's all there is to it, really. I think you've yeah. mentioned you've already covered it. Yeah. University archery exists on this fantastic crossroads between being a social sport, and we all go to the pub, and being a very ind- independent sport where you stand on the line and you are fully responsible for whatever happens to that arrow. Yes, you are. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've destroyed a couple in my time. You suddenly frightened them now. They suddenly realise that potentially it's, this arrow's going to go anywhere. Right, okay then. Um, can you tell us now something that you found difficult to master in archery? Or are you still trying to master? Aim. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anything that you've learned that you thought, I'm never going to get this, and then all of a sudden you did? Some road to Damascus moment. (laughs) (laughs) There's just this very awkward silence whilst we all start thinking. I've not really had like the, "Ah, I've got it now moment, but I am working on using a finger sling properly because when I release my arrow, my brain still goes, ah, this bow was 300 quid, do not drop it. <laughs> so I'm working on getting that properly, but I've not quite had the click moment yet. So there's nothing about your posture or your release? Oh, I know, yes. <laughs> when I was drawing wrong, because um, I, be, um, because, like, in my first year, I joined the club, but because we were out at Royds Hall, it was always quite packed. Um, it was like, it's a council-run sports hall. So we weren't on campus or up at Valley. Um, so I just sort of stopped coming because it was so packed and I didn't feel I got the time to shoot that I could have done. It's just one of those things. Um, so after I'd passed my beginners course at Bradford and before I sort of started again here last year after the pan, well, after restrictions started to ease and we could start shooting again, um, I'd sort of forgotten how to how to properly draw, you know, the whole draw it level with your eyes and that whole thing. Um, so I did the V-draw for ages, and no matter how many times Phil was saying, please don't do a V-draw, it just, like, wasn't clicking. And then your dad came to one of our shoots, uh, and he was like, don't do that, do this. And I've never done it since. Um, so we're still not entirely sure. Like, I've spoken to your dad, I've spoken to you. None, none of the three of us are entirely sure what it was that he said that's different to what Phil said to me. But it just clicked, and so... He had a magic potion. He had a magic potion. <laughs> so very occasionally, when it's like the end of a long shoot, I'll just be like, oh, let's just get this over with. And I'll, and I'll do it again at the end. Like, I'll do a V-draw towards the end. But I, not as much, barely at all anymore. My problem is knocking my arrows. Because I, I need to hold my bow slightly sideways to get it in, just with my strange body that never does what I want it to. Um, and that's fine when we're just shooting at the club, but we... I had my first competition, uh, it wasn't last week, week before. It I was think. the 17th of October, whenever that was. It was two weeks, two ago, weeks ago from when we're recording this. Um, and I'd, I'd never shot with everyone so close together before, and I was trying so hard not to like hold my bow at too much of an angle. Um, but I just sort of kept poking people, and it yeah, you know, no no harm was done by it, but it was just, it was so awkward. Yeah, I got a bit of a telling off by one of the, the judges at that shoot because um, the other person, so I was detail D, the detail C person hadn't turned up, luckily, but I when I was knocking my arrow, I was just sort of doing it out to the side, but because I had that space to do it, that's why I was doing it. I think if the other archer had been there, I would have been doing it in front, but the, one of the judges came up and went, don't do that. <laughs> like took her to one side but no she didn't she was she was very nice about it but like she was just like just don't do that and then I stopped doing it and she was like yeah well done apparently a judge went to Phil about me and didn't even mention it <laughs> until like the, the next week when Phil brought it up and he was like oh I've had had judges talking to me about you and I was like oh my god what have I done <laughs> so you you now would recognize these faults or whatever in yeah a, in a beginner oh yeah. yeah and you'd be able to pass on your experience and knowledge yeah it's one of the great things about having so many interested coaches at mm. Huddersfield is that we have such a wide range of experiences. That I think you said, if one coach explains it one way and another coach comes along and says the same thing in a different way, just because they've had a different experience, they use, yeah. like, they use words in a different order, Yeah, yeah. it can click in a different way. Yeah. 
So keeping with this theme of mastering something, has there been like a piece of kit that you bought and it suddenly revolutionised your art, really? The wrist strap instead of a finger sling, because I just, I just don't get on with finger slings for some reason. Same with me. Hey, finally, somebody else with taste. <laughs> um, just for some reason, just didn't feel right on my fingers. Just... Yeah. Biggish hands. Biggish hands. It just felt weird. And um, Phil was like, oh, I'll get you a wrist strap. Try it on. And it's fantastic. You know, not looked back. Got a new piece of string to put in it. Uh, not, It's not string, but like the, the wrist strap part to put on because the old one's getting a bit frayed. But it's just completely sort of, it has revolutionised the way I'm doing it because it's much better, I think. I don't see Olympians with it, though. Well, you what, don't, you what don't do see... the Olympians know? <laughs> <laughs> They're only winning gold medals, eh? You, you know, you definitely don't see the Koreans shooting with them. But if you look back in the, the, some of the rankings, you do sometimes see uh, some of the others doing. Yeah. For me, it was a glove instead of a finger tab. Finger tabs. I mean, like we've said, I, I have struggle. I have, <laughs> I have a struggle getting my fingers and my mouth apparently to do anything that I want them to do. So when you have a finger tab on top of that, that restricts your movement a lot. And I was just fumbling around, dropping things all over the place. As soon as I got a glove, yeah. I feel like everything got a lot better. It was just so much easier. I use a glove as well. And one of those sleeve, neoprene sleeve arm guards. Yes. Instead of the more traditional ones. Because one time when I was at Bradford, um, I had a little plastic one that only sort of covered my forearm a bit and the string got caught underneath it and snapped the arm guard off and I ended up with a bruise that went from my elbow to my wrist for about a month um so I was just like I need like is there a bigger arm guard and then again Phil was like hey have you tried these sleeves and again it's brilliant and it's purple we love the color yeah. purple <laughs> they um, are amazing they are they are amazing Phil's a saint oh yeah <laughs> Phil's great we love Phil we love don't know where we'd be without him honestly. no have you got a piece of kit? Uh, back, back sling for your arrows? And... No, I just have the traditional hip quiver. Um, I would say I've got one that revolutionises the way I shoot, but I do remember when I first did the Newell shoe in first year, uh, I forgot to put my pressure button on my bow, and I shot like the first couple of ends, and my arrows were just going off to the side, and there was no consistency at all. I was like, I don't know why. Oh, I've not put that on. I put it on, they're all... Like, it was so much better. I was like, oh, it actually <laughs> makes a difference. Okay. <laughs> it does work. Yeah. There is a point to it. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I only bought my bow the week before that shoot, so I didn't understand how, how like, any of it worked. Is there anyone at a club that's, like, a longbow, completely traditional, has got no kit? We have a couple of longbows, We're, yeah. Somebody who's... We've given the beginner's course certificate to just because she's... Um, not past a beginner's course in this country. She has in Germany? Uh, no, not Germany. She told me where she's from. Estonia. Estonia. I was thinking of Tallinn. Well, that's not a country, that's a city. <laughs> yes. city. Estonia. Estonia. I don't know why I said Germany. Estonia. So she's past a beginner's course in Estonia, um, but just wanted a bit of... But she uses she uses a longbow, and she's going to be bringing it along the next time she comes to a shoot. Supposedly tomorrow. Supposedly tomorrow, so we shall see. Um, but yeah, we've got Korean longbow... Korean horsebow. Korean, horse yeah. Korean longbow. Korean horsebow. Emily shoots with Emily a shoots Korean horsebow. What does Joe shoot with? She's a longbow. She's a longbow. Traditional English longbow. Yeah. Compounders? Potentially one soon, but... Compounders are few and far between at university level just yeah. because of the financial barrier to compound entry. However, we have just finished a beginner's course where one of our archers shoots from a wheelchair and... The, the only problem with that is that if the bow is too long, then the string can interfere with the chair. So we've used the shortest bow we've got, and it's still a bit of a problem. The mass benefit of a compound is that a compound is a really short bow. So the V that is made by the string at full draw is really narrow, so it shouldn't interfere with the chair at all. In fact, I'm 100% sure it won't. So we've got a couple of... We've borrowed a couple of the club... Compounds from Rochdale Company of Archers very generously have allowed us to borrow them uh, to see if the archer would get on with shooting compound. Uh, one, because it's lighter, the physical mass weight of it doesn't weigh as much. Uh, and second, because, well, the problem I've just described. Uh, it will be a solution to that. And if they do get on with it, then we will apply to our student union and I am sure they will not have a problem with giving us a little bit of funding to get a bow that will allow Eddie to shoot. Just laughing because how much have we asked our student union for? And it's not even. They told us yet. to spend money. They did tell us to spend <laughs> At money. At the end of last year, they did tell us to spend some money. 
Yeah. How much have, have we... I could make jokes, we, but we saved them, what, £7,000 by being allowed to be on campus? Yeah, rather than... So we, we paid Kirklees Council uh, £7,000 to use the Royds Hall facilities. Um, but then, obviously, when the pandemic hit, they mothballed it, and Phil got a call on Thursday saying, please, can you come collect your equipment tomorrow? Um, otherwise, it's going to be chucked in the bin. So he had to very quickly organise for a Friday. Can people come and collect our kit? And then it was just at your house, I it, think. It was at my house for about 18 months. For about 18 months, yeah. all the club equipment, so all the bows, the bosses, the target faces, down to the little pins and the finger slings that we have, just all at Phil's house. My for... mother was not best pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's mother's never pleased. <laughs> the family disappears when there's archery involved. She's left on her own. Yeah. Okay, is there anything you want to achieve in archery? Taking aside the, the fact that it's nice, it de-stresses you, it's great social, do you actually want to achieve anything? I want to go to some more competitions. Yeah, like the, the The one that we did on the 17th was great fun. It's the first uh, archery competition that... No, you went to New York. Owen went yeah, to, Owen it was went my to second York. one. But, but, so for Kezia and I, it was our first, it was Owen's second. And for a couple of others, it was their first as well, who came along. And... It was great fun. Go along and do better. It was brilliant. <laughs> I think I came fifth or sixth. Can't remember. Can't remember. Fifth or sixth, um, because at the in the men's bebo category. So I want to get in top three. Definitely more competitions. Definitely more competitions. That but, is a measurable goal. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, aside from that, because. I'm not disabled enough for the Paralympics and I'm not able enough for the actual Olympics. So I, I will just be happy with more competitions in general. <laughs> we need to set up the Kezia League. Yes, <laughs> it's just me. I'll always win. It'll be great. Want to be in the Paralympics, I will happily chop your <laughs> <laughs> He's such a nice guy. I know, he's lovely. Can't get enough of it. Where would they be without me? <laughs> yeah, uh, I think probably the same for me. More competitions... Maybe working on PBs. So do you think you'll all carry on once you leave uni and you set out into the big wide world? Oh, you all go your different ways. Are you still going to do archery? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Join as alumni members of the archery club. That's my plan. That's, that's, that's my for 10 plan. years. <laughs> Just stay around for as long as humanly possible. I'll still be showing up when I'm like 80. Yeah. And everyone's like, this is a university club. Why are you still here? And like, oh, I'm an alumni. I can stay. I've got this PB to do. Yeah. <laughs> one more arrow. Just one more arrow. I just need to score 10 and then I beat my last one. <laughs> so what's the alumni club? So it's just, um, so, we so we have the university students that can join. And if they were already members before they graduated, they can apply for alumni membership through the student union and then come back and shoot. So they pay the same amount. They have to pay a, an alumni f fee. Is that one off or is it? Like every year. To the student union, it's a one-off fee for lifetime membership. Yeah, and then they have to pay our Sporty for 40 membership, which is dictated by the student union for all sports clubs at the university. It's £40 membership, and you can have any club with that as well. So you can join ours, and then you can... Except for a, a couple. Except for a couple which need extra... Fear leading in like, American football that require insurance. Yes. No Fee structure through Archery GB is not quite that simple. Alumni members have to go through a different, uh, a different way yeah, to you, get membership. Yeah, but you sort that out for us, don't I, you? I sort you it out so that they can join in. Yeah, yeah, we don't deal with that. We're just like, yeah, come back. And Phil has a has a headache and goes and cries in the corner whilst he has to sort every all membership and insurance details out. I have frequent headaches. Yeah. <laughs> One of them's called Jake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stock plenty of paracetamol for him. So if you could, now that you're experienced archers and you're going off soon, big wide world, as we mentioned, what piece of advice would you give to a beginner just starting in the first year at Huddersfield? I think the advice that I was giving the, the little group that I was coaching is just don't beat yourself up if you miss. You, you know, you, you, this is the first time you've ever shot a bow, potentially unless they've done like taster sessions and or scouting or whatever. But, you know, it's it's a weird motion. It's not something that people regularly do, <laughs> is bring both arms up and then drag, you know, one back. The, the motion of shooting is not something that you do in regular life unless, I know, you're trying to pry open some double doors that aren't opening. <laughs> you know, you're stuck in Asda and you, you, they're not letting you out, so you have to pry open the double doors. The world that Jake lives in is a mystery to the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. I, I was wondering where that was going. Yeah. I, I was wondering where it was going and I was <laughs> saying it, I'll be honest with you. I'm sure it's a 24-hour one. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 want my, I want my Kit Kats. Let me in. <laughs> um, but just, yeah, don't beat yourself about it. Have fun. 
you know, it's not it's not necessarily about being the best archer in the world in the world for archery club at university. If people want to to do that, you know, become the best archer that's possible, that's fine. But we have the the social aspect of it and just just have fun is what I would say. I would obviously say all of that, but on top of that, Copycat. one thing. <laughs> One thing that I found I was reminding the people I was coaching a lot was just to take it slow because it's much better to pace yourself and make sure that you're getting the good foundation in the first place because it is a lot easier to learn it right the first time than it is to learn it wrong and then have to try and go back and correct it because once your body's set on moving in a certain way, it's really hard to change that. And there's no shame in taking it slow. Like people get so worked up about like, oh, I'm I'm the last one on the line. Everyone's waiting for me. It's like, you know, it, it's all right. Some people take a really long time to shoot. Some people take two seconds. It, it's better to make sure that you're doing the best that you can and you're protecting your body by doing it in the right sort of posture instead of doing all sorts of strange things and getting a lot of back pain. It's a marathon, isn't it? And provided yeah. you don't injure yourself and you enjoy it, yeah. it's with you for the rest of your life. Uh, you worry just parrot everything. Yeah, <laughs> again. Um, copycat. <laughs> Get your own material. I would say if people are having doubts about it, just give it a go. The worst is going to happen is you're not going to enjoy it. Like, give it a go and oh, like, what's throw that yourself quote? into it. It's like, you miss 100% of the, the shots, shots you, you don't, don't take. take. Yeah. You know, like, give it a go. And if you decide it's not for you, then it's not for you. But you never know. You might have a really great time. <clears throat> There's a reason we run taster sessions is so you can yeah. get a yeah. taste of it and see if you enjoy it. So how do you make sure that they're nice and relaxed on these taste sessions? How do you make sure that you get involved? Because some of them must be shy, some of them must be... Yeah, they all are, but I think that comes with um, having good coaches and good volunteers yeah. there to make everyone feel comfortable and friendly, welcoming bunch. And we do everything we, we can to keep put it Jake fun. In the cupboard, so it's yeah. fine. We, <laughs> we've done the Macarena as a warm up before, yeah. and we'll do it again. Yes. Oh, if only it was videoing it, you could have done it then. Oh, we've got a video of it. We have we, video. We will. We will send it along when we need to get it off Dale. We have a great picture of. Um, I don't remember who was in it, but like three people doing the macaroni from the side on, they've all got different facial expressions. I think it's it's me, it was Owen. It was three, or it was me, you and Jason. I, I wasn't in it, so it must have been you guys and Jason. It's me, you and Jason, and and we're, we're really into it. And Jason just looks so betrayed when he realises that there's a camera on him. His expression is just one of pure <laughs> yeah. betrayal. We do keep it fun as much yeah. as we can. He's worried about it going on LinkedIn, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when he starts his career. Okay then, let's uh, let's go to the. We're getting close to the end. Wow! Oh, we've done nearly an hour. Well, hey, yeah. right, Jake, you're the host of a, a show called Hood Movies. Yes. Can you tell us which is your favourite movie containing an archery or archery scene? Lord of the Rings: Return of the King. Yeah. If you'd ended before the asking about the archery, it would have been a completely different answer. Why did Philip deflate then? What was it? I think is because were you not expecting the end to be including an archery scene? Because you'd know that my answer would be Paddington too. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> is there actually not? I'm not saying. I that. don't know. No, there is not. There isn't. But that's just your favourite film. film. It is my favourite film. I adore Paddington too. It's just the Hugh Grant musical number at the end when he's in the prison. He's doing the lists. What to the rain on the roof? Go. You never watched this film. Neither have I. Everything I hear about it just blows my mind. You are going to have to review films now on your on the Hood movies yeah. with archers in it. Yeah. We want, we want to get you on. We have said that we're going to get you on the show. Give me a day. I'll be there. Okay. We'll discuss that on the way home. Nice. Go on. Because you, you don't want to parrot again. I'll use them. <laughs> no. Uh, oh, God. Uh... You've had plenty of time to think. Mm. Stop playing the countdown music. Oh, I haven't got that. It's got to be the animated Disney Robin Hood. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good answer. Because I just randomly get the little, like, whistling tunes stuck in my head. This the... Yeah. Which one? Is that, is that a remake? Is that because it's the fox? Yeah, it's the yeah. one with the fox. I've not watched yeah. that one in years. But now, yeah, my family all watch that at Christmas. It's so good. Go on, Kezia. Fellowship of the Ring, the best one. So what about um, Hunger Games? Uh, yeah. Uh, I like, yeah, I like Hunger Games. I just prefer Lord of the Rings. Yeah, same. <laughs> I'm surprised none of you came up with the correct answer. What was the correct answer? <laughs> Obviously, it's Brave. Uh, I, uh, I, I forgot Brave existed for a I, I've never watched Brave. I have never seen Brave either. No, the archery in Brave is because they, they actually got archers on board to 
on the creative team to make sure that Phil's oh, waving at me. Oh, that's good. <laughs> because, it was, like... It was coaches from Rochdale Company yeah. Archers that went and told them how to shoot. All right, I don't know this. Like, but, like, the, the more, like, that we get involved in archery, the more when you see archery in films or TV and you're like, that's not how you do it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Move closer to the mic and tell us. It was only shortly before I started doing a lot of coaching at Rochdale that I found out that while they were doing this, see, the filming for Brave... It was a friend of a mother of a friend of a cousin who, <laughs> who found who, a friend at Disney got in contact with Rochdale Company of Archers and said, we need coaches to show our actors, because they do acting for the animation reference, to show us how it's done properly, at least to make it look like it's good. So Rochdale Company of Archers sent coaches and juniors to work with the child actors and took kit from our club and showed them how to shoot. So I've always maintained that the archery in that film, even though I only saw it the other week, <laughs> is the best of any film ever. It is very good. There's two things I remember about it. One, because I've never seen it, but one's the hair, the red hair. Yeah. And the castle, because it's Eileen Donner Castle up near Sky, And that's where um, me and my wife got engaged. It's wonderful. Is that on the way to Edinburgh? No, it's past Edinburgh. No, yeah. Well, you go through Glasgow up, and it's oh. towards the Isle of Skye. It's on the west coast. Yeah. You see, oh. and, you, and you told me off when I slipped up a couple of weeks ago about that. Honestly. Philip. What did, what did you say? Uh, we'll have to edit it out. He's had something very close to his chest for a while. I know how to keep a secret. We, we're going to okay. have to... I'll just, I'll just do a click for me to look for that bit and edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, watch Brave. Watch Brave, Brave, Brave watch is a really Brave. good film. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's pa- great fun. And Paddington 2. And Paddington 2. And maybe Paddington 3 will have an archery scene in it. <laughs> Oh, just, could just you Paddington imagine? with a little bow and arrow. Could you imagine? Oh, that would be so cute. He'd have to have a rubber stopper yeah. on there. He wants his marmalade sandwiches and nobody's <laughs> making his marmalade sandwiches. So he, he just... <laughs> Get the marmalade out and no one gets hurt. Yeah. <laughs> okay, right, we're coming to the end, believe it or not. We've done over an hour. Um, so I'm going to go around you all, ask you, is there anything you want to say? Is there anything you want to promote? such as your club or anything else, anything on social media. We've said hello to the restaurant bar in Huddersfield. Mm. Rhubarb. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Come on, what happens there? Is that at the end, last orders or something? No, it's, no, just, it's we, what we say as we, we walk out of the hall. We just have a chant. Yeah. It's very easy to get the archery club to chant pretty much anything. Do you walk into it going, Rhubarb. Yeah, rhubarb, yeah rhubarb, pretty much. Rhubarb. And then they all see us and they go, oh, God, no, and start hiding <laughs> yeah. behind the bar. <laughs> Like that scene in a western where they start doing a duel and then you just see the barkeep like descend behind the bar. <laughs> right, go on. Who wants to go first? Owen can, because then he doesn't end up repeating what we've said. That means you don't know what to say, so he's, he's going <laughs> to nick your material. Uh, hey. I don't really do anything else. <laughs> we have lots of social medias. If you would like to follow our various social medias, we have... Facebook, uh, Facebook Instagram, Instagram, and TikTok. Twi- and Twitter. And Twitter. But we very rarely use Twitter. The username for most, if not all, of our social media is Huds Archery. With two Ds. With two Ds. I was going to spell it phonetically. I can't remember the phonetic alphabet. Let's give it a go. Hotel Uruguay, Delta, Delta, Sierra, Alpha, Romeo, Charlie, Hotel, Echo, Romeo, Yankee. Damn good effort. Thank you. <laughs> it's uniform, not Uruguay. Yeah. Is it uniform? <laughs> oh, well. It's all right. One time my mum was on the phone, this is a very aside, um, and she was having to sort her insurance out for a car, and she was doing the... Uh, she was attempting the phonetic alphabet for her registration plate, <laughs> and she said, T for Toblerone. <laughs> I can't see the problem. I can't see the problem with that. If it works, yeah. it works. It's great. So I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to think if I can put that below... Um, you know, all your links to your social media, I'm sure I can do. I can do it on the, the YouTube clip. Okay, right. That's great. Philip, is there anything you want to say? You've been in the backgrounds. You've been really good. How have they been? They have represented the sport well. And, yeah. the, and the club. And the, and the club. <laughs> and the club. <laughs> well enough. Yeah, well enough. <laughs> Archery at university exists on this, this great plane of a student's maturity level where a student is mature enough to be able to have a conversation between coach and archer and discuss the biomechanics of not just what we want you to do, but why we want you to do it. And they, they go, oh, okay, I get that. And they have this, this great proprioceptive ability to know where their body parts are, most of us. <laughs> I love how you were looking at me when you said that. <laughs> but also they're developing the independence to stand on the line and do it themselves. 
So archery at university level has amassed this cult following of people who get into it just because it's a sport to do at university. And that mixed with what we've already said about it being an individual sport, but also a very social sport. You work as a team as well as an individual, and then you go to the pub and have a chat about it. It's, it's so nice to see so many people bonding over uh, a shared interest. And you three have come on a long way since you started. Don't worry, there's still plenty left to do. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest giving him a hug, but he ended with that, so there's no point, yeah. We have to be nice to him, though. He's driving us. <laughs> <laughs> He's driving us. I, I, we did make we'll be a bit a, stranded. We did make him a very nice badge yesterday, didn't we? We did. What, <laughs> what, what does the badge say that we made you yesterday? They passed me this badge just before we started recording, and it's a little white, little white disc, slightly bigger than a fifty pence piece, and it says "recurve equals cheating." <laughs> Bebo forever. Bebo, Bebo, Bebo. We do have a little friendly argument yeah. all the time yes. about which is better, recurve or bebo, and we all know it's bebo, we'll but bebo. we, as, we as let the, the recurve that, archers, yeah, we humour uh, yeah. them. As the person that shoots both, it's definitely bebo. Definitely isn't. <laughs> My daughter shoots bebo, and uh, she was really good last night, um, but then she started with Salford, but she pays more than you, though. She pays £50. Maybe we should put our prices up. They used to be more, didn't they? In first, in first year, it come was to Huddersfield instead. 60 quid. In my first year, it was 60 quid. When do we get paid? <laughs> because the RSU have said that coaches can get paid. A couple of years ago, I had to make a decision. Do I want to pay for coaches to come in, mm. or do I want the money to send you a lot on the coaching courses? And I, made, I had to make a decision within two hours. So I phoned up a couple of the people that I had contacts for, which was not you at the time, and we made the decision that it is of more benefit to the individual to go away after being at the university with a coaching qualification. And it is of more benefit to the club to foster an environment where we are encouraging continual development mm. rather than here are some coaches, they know everything, do what they tell you. Also, you get to save money. Also, we do get to save a bit of money. <laughs> How do you pass that on to the next cadre that comes through? Because you, do you change every three years? We change, yeah, Probably more than every three years, because every time somebody leaves, we have to replace them. But it's continually... First of all, we encourage them into the sport. Then we encourage them to continue continually develop. And then we encourage them to have the same mindset of, come on, encourage the next ones to start, to start developing. And that is the most difficult thing we do at this level, is plan for the continuation of a club that we know won't be the same in the next 12 months. It's a very difficult to make that kind of plan when we know it will be different, but we have no idea how. Because mm. the club is its members. Absolutely. The club yeah. is made of its membership. Without members contributing towards the club, and not to brag, but we've got 52 members, which I don't think is too bad. I know the University of Warwick are actually doing even better than us. They recently had a club shoot. I say recently, I mean the other day, they had a club shoot where they had 40 <laughs> archers on the line, which is impressive. But I think we're still doing pretty well for I the university. Think, I think we're doing yeah. well. I think we're doing really we well. We have had a lot of interest from the beginning of the shoot. Yeah, so. There's and, been and so much interest yeah. and it's made me so happy. Yeah, like, it's all, at the it's all down Fair. to us three. Obviously, <laughs> the, the the common factor with increased interest is the fact that Owen, myself and Kezia are now on the committee. <laughs> we weren't on the committee in previous years and there wasn't that much interest in archery at the University of Huddersfield. So the common did not... I'm joking. It's because <laughs> it's because basically we're now back on campus is, and, yeah. and there isn't the issue of having to do, hike miles to get to where we need to shoot. And Phil is also very good at organising us, which is no small feat. It it's is, like herding cats. It is, <laughs> yes. And very different cats of very different ages. Yeah, and natures. <laughs> and natures, yeah. So is it the same club you inherited when you joined? It's absolutely not the same club, no. <laughs> and I'm ever so grateful that it isn't the same club. Uh, because every year we have a different cohort. Every year we have new people bringing new experiences, new ideas, new ways that they want to develop the club. And with that continual input of, here's where I want to go next, we can shape the club in, well, any way we want so it's inevitable that you are going to leave all four of you. Do you, do you pass on? Do you, do you say, right, you're now going to take my role, here it is, or do you leave a book? Well, we do elections at the end of every year, so we have separate roles set out and people can apply, sign up for the roles. It's been, it's been a similar committee for the past two years. So last year it was myself, Phil and Kez, uh, who were the committee. Uh, Kezia and I swapped roles. 
because well, I wasn't vice captain. No, I, I was no, admin. It was it was yeah, it was admin or something. But then the student union said that a position has to be vice captain for sports clubs. So you renamed that vice captain. I went, I'll go for that. Uh, and I was inclusion and equality last year, so Kezia went for that. So we've swapped roles, and Owen got dragged along along the way. And he's <laughs> most pleased about it. And he's most pleased. Yeah. So is it run exactly the same way as a, a normal archery club like RCA? In many ways, yes. Uh, one of the big differences is we don't have our own bank account. We apply for funding from the student union. However, there are famously few times that they've said no to anything because we try to make our requests infrequent and reasonable. Hmm. Uh, and word them very, very nicely. And well, yeah, we, we go to great detail to explain how much money we need, why we need it, and what benefit it will offer to the club and to the union, uh, which is all part of the funding application process, which is fine. Yes. Uh, that's one of the big differences. One of the other differences is unlike a club like Rochdale Company of Archers, who owns a building, because the club doesn't own a building, the university owns the university. Uh, we are that. <laughs> we are allotted a time period in which we are allowed to shoot and we have to like it or lump it, uh, which is, is interesting where you have students come up to you and say, well, that just doesn't work for me. Like, and what would you like me to do about it? Yeah. <laughs> we, have, we have long advertised since we've been back on campus that our shoots are Wednesdays 7 till 10, Sundays 1 till 4. I'm very happy with those times. And the beginner's course is on Wednesdays. The beginner's course is on Wednesdays. We had a message the other day saying, do you shoot on Thursdays? Like, no, we, since We've September. got it on all the social media. We've got it on the website. We say it to them in person when they come along and say, what's all this about then? Do you do archery here? It even says on our <laughs> Facebook <laughs> message. Uh, so he messaged us on Facebook Messenger, and it comes up with a thing that says... Uh, to oh, an automatic any, reply. An automatic reply. It comes up with an automatic reply that says, uh, if you have any questions in the meantime, why don't you check out our website where we have a frequently asked questions section. And on that, it says, club shoots are Wednesdays 7 till 10 for beginners and Sundays 1 till 4 for experience. And he still asked, do you shoot on Thursdays? The public. But yeah, at the Freshers' Fair, uh, which is like the whole thing for oh, all the God. sports clubs and societies to advertise themselves at the start of the year. Um, Phil Owen and another archery member were at the stall i was running around like a headless chicken because i am far too involved in everything at the university same but not not quite as much nearly there yeah nearly that i i do four different society committees and work for the student union and i do four and don't work for the student union so that's the only difference but basically so i was running around but one of the questions that that the people at the archery stall uh, and you can probably hear owen laughing was uh, somebody walked over looked at we had a bow we had and we had a rico bow set up and a roller banner that said university of huddersfield archery club on it and somebody walked over and said do you do archery here it's become a running joke now yeah. that whenever whenever anyone says like, oh, does anyone have any questions? Some of us, usually Jake, will just say, yeah, do you do archery here? Yeah. Are these real arrows? That's another question we get all the yeah. time. Yes. I, I never anticipated that so many people would ask if we use real arrows because it's always in the housekeeping at the start of every session. And I thought, oh, that's ridiculous. Surely no one could possibly think that we're using like pretend arrows but first session coaching someone comes up to me and goes oh are those real arrows and i'm like oh my god it's real <laughs> it's happening <laughs> maybe they were expecting like broadheads or or maybe they've got experience of that um the assault course one where they got the big marshmallow on the end of the oh, archery tag archery i tag. want we to do had, that as a we social had, we, it had, would be fun. we had something like that at the freshest fair it was outside on the pavilion and um, I showed up the vice chancellor. I showed up the vice chancellor. You got four arrows, and I beat him four nil. <laughs> so you should have said that now when you asked you what you want to do in archery. Archery tag. Yeah, we should do archery tag. That'd be fun. Social. Yeah, social. We'll look into that. I also really want us to do laser quest sometimes. I also, yeah, laser quest and go karting. We've got so and many. And more bowling. We've got so many social ideas planned. Are we ever going to do them all? Is the no. We can try. We can try. As long as we're putting the effort in and doing something. The, the only thing I want to see, though, is you on the skateboard or in the shopping trolley, a video of it. <laughs> we'll, get a, we'll get a video of that and we'll yeah. send it across. Being pulled across a line of bosses. <laughs> <laughs> so have you got an idea of who you would like to hear next in a podcast? Got to be archery related. Yeah, I don't know much about archery outside of this club so right, okay so you don't have you know he's not an olympian or anything like that no not really okay if it wasn't archery who would you like me to interview the, the cast and crew of paddington 2 <laughs> <laughs> 
Who did the voice? Uh, ben Whishaw. Ooh. It's Q in the Bond, new Bond films. I've never put his voice to the to his face. Yeah. I didn't realise that. It was meant to be Colin Firth originally. Colin Firth recorded all the lines, and they went, no, nah, his voice doesn't fit, so they got Ben Whishaw. <laughs> Poor Colin. Right, before we wrap it up, um, Phil mentioned that you're going shopping from here. Yes. Is that still on? It is. Yes. yes. What is it you're buying? Uh, well, I want to get some arrow like parts because I want to actually learn how to put my own arrows together. I just want to go and see the cat that they have. <laughs> they have a cat at the shop. Because this is where? Uh, Aardvark Archery in Lee, in Kirksall in Leeds. Um, very near the Abbey, I think. Yep. Yeah. Are you going to walk in? Aardvark. 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 Pussycat. <laughs> it's very easy to get us to chant yeah. literally anything. Yeah. If, if you start chanting it nine People times out of ten, in. we will just join in. Yeah. And does Phil just go? Yeah. Sometimes yeah, he joins in. Sometimes he starts it. Sometimes you yep. start it. Oh, right. Only when it's rhubarb. That's the only one I start. But, but a lot of the time, it, it's the, the rubbing of the forehead and yeah. going, oh, God, here we go again. When will they be quiet? <laughs> Why am I stuck with these three as my committee? <laughs> we love you, Phil. You just, you just know that if you left, I'd be in charge. Yeah. Uh, yes. That's enough to keep Everything anyone Everything would around. fall apart without <laughs> You can never leave. <laughs> so this is why he wants to stay on at Huddersfield for now. Oh, yeah. yeah. To yeah. look after this archery club. Yeah. <laughs> is there anything you want to say before we wrap up then? It's been great, hasn't it? Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thank you for having us. This, this has been, it's been great, great fun. fun. <laughs> and you're looking forward to when it goes up? Yes, yes definitely. And yeah. you're going to promote it on social media? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Huddersfield Student Archers. Thank you very much. Thank you. thank you for listening to the Talk Archery Podcast. Don't forget to like, follow, and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss the next episode. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. If you have any comments, questions, or if you would like to suggest a person or topic for a future episode, then please email talkarchery600 at gmail.com. Thank you, and I hope you will join us soon for another Talk Archery podcast. <laughs>